This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast, brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Hope you're uh, having a, a wonderful day, mm-hmm. and I hope your heat works wherever Can't you wait are. Either that's right. It's gonna be cold, man. I am so over this. Yeah, I've I've reached acceptance. I was in the anger phase Derek, yesterday. That, I'm in acceptance Derek, that's now. That's how they get you. They wear you down. And, that's and, right. And you just you just accept it. I'm in acceptance now. Yeah. I've I've given up. DQ's ready to fight back. I've given right? up. It's pretty chilly. Well, what are we gonna do about it? Nothing. It's January. Yeah. It's cold. This it is, is this is the way it is. It is. Unless we go to uh um um what is the Luke's planet with two suns? If we go there, then maybe we'll be okay. But planet what's he from? I don't know. Hey, DQ, would you Google what planet Luke Skywalker? You was know from? the one. I really it's not Tatooine, is it? No, no. Yeah. No. Maybe it is. Yeah, the one with two suns. I saw it. It had two suns. It's gotta be warm. Polis Massa? No. Oh, that's right. Well, what's the one that blew up? That was Alderaan. That's Alderaan. the one he was born on. Did Alderaan have two sons? Tatooine is the one. <laughs> I don't know. He was raised on Tatooine. 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 All right. Okay, Tatooine's the one with the two sons. But okay. we were going to go pick up some power converters. That's my favorite well, line in all of the movies. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's that, my that, favorite line in all, in all of, the of the Star Wars movies. That's right. That's your favorite yeah. line? Yeah. Okay. Because it's so whiny. <laughs> okay. All right. It's, it's like the only whiny line in all of those movies. I mean, what are you going to do? You'll... you'll you're you're on Tatooine. What do you do for fun? You go pick up some power converters. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. Go much watch it. that guy with the butt on his head playing the uh, fake saxophone. Well, or he whatever was a little thing. young to get in there. Oh, he was. Yeah, they had age restrictions on the uh, at the canteen. I think so. Yeah. All right. Nobody cares about any of right. this. Right. All right. Uh, what's DQ wearing today? I'm wearing an that's Arkansas. That's a very that's a very odd question. Well, no, yeah. I mean, like yesterday, she's in here in an Auburn sweatshirt. So for my dad's request, for I your dad's say. request, what what uh, what do we got on? Today? I'm wearing my Arkansas mascot basketball sweater. Oh, okay. Right. Hey, what are you wearing? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> say so it like weird. that, but that's how it. I don't no, know. No, that's not how it sounded. That's how it sounded to you, you creep. It's I weird. simply it, this has been a, a thing that we've done since Christmas. Is what is DQ? What what T-shirt or, or sweatshirt is DQ wearing? I don't I don't know about this. I don't know about. Are this. you gonna wear the Kentucky one the day before the Kentucky game? I don't know. I've so far I've worn the Kentucky one twice. You have? Not here, just oh. out and about. So I need You know, to just, with the people. Right. I just need to give some others a chance. Well, tomorrow's Georgia. You gonna roll into that? I don't know. Okay. I like you uh wearing the shirt after they lose. That's pretty ah, fun. Okay. I like that. I like, <laughs> you that. like the troll thing. Okay. Yeah, I I I I I feel seen when that happens. Okay. So yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Um okay, all right. Well, what are you wearing today? <laughs> well, I had to go change. I forgot I had a game tonight, uh, so I had to go change out of my uh, my first wardrobe choice into, into oh, a costume, change. into my camouflage, That's so right, so yeah. I can blend in tonight. Blend in. Uh, yeah. I I I've never, I don't do this very often. I broke out the heavy coat today. I never wear heavy coats, and I I finally did it. It's all I wear: heavy coats. I know it's it's That's, cold, and I eat in wearing a heavy coat and get. Ranch dressing all over it. It's a it's a big problem. Have you ever considered maybe not eating when you're wearing coats? Uh, I have. You've you know thought what? about the it. The last time I did, mm. I uh, I did not. The last time I ate in the car, I did not eat a. I did not wear a coat. I took the coat off. You wear your coat in the car? Yeah. So what is, when what you're is driving? That? Well, you see, you don't feel suffocated. Not really. No. 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 
No. Really? You don't wear your coat when you're driving. I hate wearing it over the seat, like with it's the seat way, belt. It's way too restrictive. That's a good question. Do you Depending wear your on, coat when you're driving? Now, like a jacket, a light jacket, you can get away with that. But like that thing where you look like a marshmallow man? <laughs> absolutely not. Okay. But then if you take it off, then you have those few seconds where you have to get out of the car and put it on and you're cold. You see? So that's a problem. But that's not worth the, the, the journey in the car. Uh, to me, it is. To hmm. me, it's worth it. That's right. That's what I say. Okay. Um, okay. Well, uh, we've got, uh, you know, basketball tomorrow mm-hmm. with uh, Georgia. We've got uh, right. Michigan winning the... Uh, who was the first person to say Michigan like that? Is that a Brando thing? Probably. I know Brando did it. But then, like, every, like to everybody stole it. I, I wonder if he was the first guy to ever do that. I don't know. I don't know where that came from. But anyway, they're the national champs. And um, everybody feels a little bit icky about it. Right. Because, you know, they cheated. But, you know, they won the game. They cheated. So. And, and look. And maybe they cheated, and that's how they uh, dominated Washington last night. They knew the signs. We don't know. If you're a Michigan fan, enjoy it because they're going to take it away from you at some point. Yeah, but who cares? They can still enjoy it, just not in an official capacity. Enjoy it. You just can't do it officially. Um, Good news. One of my favorite things about like the minute the game ends, minute the game hits triple zero, a bunch of the uh, the the writer types put out their way too early top twenty fives. So I I perused all of the the usual suspects. Arkansas is not in any of them. The good news is. Flying under the radar. Just, how just we flying like under the radar. The good news is um, that uh, thus far, uh, we can say with 1,000% certainty that teams uh, inside the top uh, 25 and all these way-too-early deals, um, it's not guaranteed that you make the 12-team playoff. It's the first year of the playoffs, so who knows? Well, Arkansas, not uh, not even close. Not even in the ORVs. So. Well, why'd you have to bring that up? That I makes just, us feel bad. Does it make you feel icky? Yeah. Tennessee. Why don't you focus on the fact that they're top ten in the portal? You know who is in the top, the way too early top twenty? Oklahoma State. They they think a lot of uh, Oki State. Oh so. yeah, that's coming up next Again, year. It means yeah. nothing today, but you know, just something to look at. I wonder what tomato can Oklahoma State opens with because Arkansas is week two. Although that could be a tomato can, you could argue. <laughs> they, uh, uh, I know Arkansas. Well, they open with UAPB down on down on the lower. That's the t- yeah, oh can. oh no oh no no no, no oh no. no! Don't even say it. Do you know what Oklahoma that, State's opener is? Who? They won a national championship. Harding? South Dakota State. Oh. 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 No. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? You got to buy out of that game. You've got to buy out of that game. Wow. They're playing a national champion in the first game. They won like 28 in a row. <laughs> like, didn't they beat Kansas State? I believe oh, they did. Yes, that's, I believe they did. Look, Oklahoma State, that's tricky. Oh, the rabbits. I don't want to run DMC, but that's tricky. Oh, my gracious. That's their opener. Mm-hmm. Hey, good for them. <gasps> Playing a real team week one. I I don't believe the NCAA, uh, Michigan fan, I don't believe the NCAA is going to take your championship away. I don't think they have the power to do that anymore. It's not their championship to adjudicate, so they can't take it away. So have your party. Have your fun. Burn your couches in Ann Arbor. Let's go. They did. They burned couches. It's such, it's so weak. It's, um, yeah. But they did it for the gram. You know, you have to do that. Just like when 
your team gets left behind by a player, you have to burn their jersey on the internet. Right. Like it's just part of the it's part of the American experience now. Is you just have to, you know, do that. Michigan, you have to set something like, on fire on the internet. Michigan's the best team in the country. I don't think I, I would have loved I know everybody was, you know, was was last night was like, Well, Georgia, Georgia. Well, Georgia lost to Alabama. Bama, you know, lost to Michigan. Michigan's the best team in the country. Period. End of statement. There's nobody that's uh, that's in their in their zip code. Uh, they made Michael Penix look bad. You, really uh, bad. You don't um, you don't um, believe there should be a split champion this no, year? No, no, I don't believe the SEC can and lay claim to it. Florida this year. State mm. should have raised a banner and uh, Georgia no, and no, uh, no. no. I, I it would have been interesting. Like I mean, I, I, you know, I know we're we're bumping up against here, but Michigan built their team. The exact same way that Alabama did in the early teens, the way uh, Clemson did in the mid-teens, and the way Georgia did in the late teens, which is on the offensive and defensive line. That's their strength. Their, their skill players are okay. They're, they're good. But, man, they are elite on the offensive and defensive lines. And if you're going to play college football, you better be good in those two areas. No. The teams that are are going to win. We found out last night that Washington was not elite on the defensive line. Not even close. I mean, Michigan just ran them over. Michigan's offensive line's best offensive line in the country, and uh, and they showed it last night. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. BE claims today on this show two years ago, Tim Brando asked us, which one is Ruskin and which yeah, one is I Zach? Yeah, I knew that. Uh, is that, that true? Yeah, that's true. Oh, because wow. Because it was the first time we'd had him on. Oh, it was two yeah, years he, ago? 2022? No, it was, it was before. Yeah, it might have been three years ago. Three years ago. But, yeah, I do remember that because he couldn't tell, tell us apart. I've heard that a lot, but I don't think we sound alike at all. I don't hear it. I, I don't either. And I listen to this show a lot. Uh, House attorney, uh, ambulance chasing, says, who do y'all need to sue? Right. If he doesn't win your case for you, he won't, doesn't owe you a dime. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And when you uh, get countersued, he won't be there for you. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see here. What does this say? Uh, that text is not very good. Um, no, that text is not very good either. All right. Yes. Um, I feel. Um, I feel uh, conflicted about the Michigan thing. Um, because, well, I mean, how do we know they didn't cheat in the game last night? They did. Okay, well, then, then what What were we watching? We well, were watching pro wrestling then, right? Hang on a second. The only Let's thing see. missing was nobody hit Pat McAfee in the head with a chair. Okay. I mean, that's the only so thing. So there was a, I think, who did this? Yeah, Brett, Mc, uh, Brett McMurphy. Um, we've had him on the show, friend of the show. I remember okay. him. Well, last night. How do you become a friend of the show? You, you come on and you don't, oh. you don't hate us. So, Brett McMurphy. So, so the list is very It's small. about seven people. Um, <laughs> Brett McMurphy, friend of the show, was talking to an Alabama uh, official at the Rose Bowl, and he said, yeah. now how, 
I just want you to know, Vanderbilt catches a stray in this. And uh-huh. Vanderbilt had nothing to do with this. He's talking about sign stealing. I'm quoting here. Look, an Alabama official told me at the Rose Bowl, everyone, and I mean everyone, is stealing signs. Michigan was not the only school doing this. Kansas cheats more than anyone, and they didn't do anything to Kansas. The only pure thing in college athletics is Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt sucks. <laughs> That's where college athletics is in 2024. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, or you're Vanderbilt. So hold on a second. Yeah. Vanderbilt so, catching a stray for no reason. So this is the nightmare scenario for any fan base then. Arkansas was cheating, and they went 4-8. and eight. Because if everybody's cheating, that includes them, and they went 4-8. and eight. This is the, That's the nightmare scenario. This is the TCU thing in, when the, in the Southwest Conference. Everybody was cheating in the Southwest Conference. Everybody. And TCU was the worst at it. Right. They sucked. Them and Rice. Yeah, they were losing all the games, yeah. I mean, there was a point where everybody in the league was on probation. Yeah. For something. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that that doesn't make you feel good, does it? No. No. But how much of it, like, okay... If you, like, you, you talked about, like, in the course of the game, figuring out the signs, that's not illegal. No, that's just paying attention. But going through the means of going ahead of time and watching the team and taking notes and videos and all that stuff, that is, uh, that is above the, uh, that's beyond the peril. The, beyond the pale? What's, the, what's that phrase? I don't phrase? know. You're on a branch here, and I all don't right. know what, uh, it, where it, you're it, going it, with this. It's different that way. You know what I mean? Different. So um, that's, um, I don't know. I, I don't like that. But if in the middle of the game, like, hey, when that guy scratches his butt, it means they're running to the left. Well, okay. Well, that's just, you know, do better at not, at not tipping pitches out there. That's what I say. But if you go through the, uh, you know, if you've got industrial espionage going on, well, that's something different. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Is he going to go to the pros, or is he going to stay there and like he's cultivate going, this little kingdom he's that he's got to, going uh, on there? Tap dance with the pros and try and get it. Well, he's going to flirt. Look, there's only heavy one, pet. There's only one job Second in base. the NFL right now that you look at and you go, "That's a good job," and that's Atlanta. Everything else, Atlanta's a bad job. What are you it? talking about? They don't have a quarterback. Exactly. You get the quarter. You solve the quarterback problem. The team's ready well, to go. That's not as easy as it appears. Well, again, you get somebody in there that's creative, and you figure that part out. The Everybody worst else job. Has problems. The worst job is Carolina, right? No, Tepper's a lunatic. Yes, but and he'll fire you in four weeks. Okay, I mean, you, he sucks. You need, you need to take your nose out of the book and look at the bigger picture. Carolina's not in cap hell. Sandy or Los Angeles Chargers are. But if you have. Bad leadership. It doesn't matter what your cap situation is. You're yes, never going to get there. You can't bring anybody into Los Angeles, and they need a coach. The only thing you have in, in Los Angeles is Justin Herbert, and we don't know how good he is. At least in Carolina, you can bring players in and give it a shot. Atlanta's a quarterback away from being competitive. No, the, the worst job is uh, Carolina, and they're going to get, uh, you know, someone will take it because someone will think, you know, just like a woman, they'll think, well, I can change him. I can change him. You can't change him. If he's a dog, he's a dog. That's the way it's going to be. Um, but someone will think they can turn that around, and in you know, a year and a half, they'll fire that you, coach. You may, be able, you may be able Watch to. Watch, repeat. At least you've got pieces in Carolina to work with. I, <laughs> the Jets are a bad job, and I don't know if Sal is going to make it out of there. New England is a bad job. There's no talent in New England. No, that, that's That true. thing has run its course. Yeah, the they, Jets want to eliminate the bull crap, but, I mean, the bull crap is coming back to play quarterback next year. So, I mean, you're I, not doing that. The, I mean, t- the Titans today fired Vrabel. Yeah, they um, did. It was just time. 
I mean, it, it was it was just time. That thing had kind of it had peaked. You um, know what? I had an interesting. I, I, well, I think it was interesting, but I I don't know the answer to this. So the tweet comes out from uh, Schefter that two years ago Vrabel's coach of the year, mm-hmm. and then two years later he's fired. When I read something like this, it's the reporter telling me this is wrong. Two years later, he's fired. So, like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, coach of the year doesn't buy you 15 years. I mean, there is a shelf life on all this stuff. And the Titans looked totally listless for most of that season. Um, So, sure, it doesn't. The people who cover that sport closer than us are surprised by this. I'm not really surprised that Vrabel got canned. I mean, the Titans stink. Well, they they don't have a quarterback. Yes, I mean, they thought they, right. they thought they had something in Will Levis. Maybe we'll see. Tannehill's got to go. The only thing you've had in that franchise you've held on to for too long—that's Derrick Henry. He has no real value anymore. Oh. You know, his best years are probably behind him. Where are you going in Tennessee? They—they've got all kinds of problems. Yeah. It's beyond the pale, was what I was trying to say earlier. Thank you, uh, Sasquatch. Uh, According to a person named Sasquatch, that's what I was trying to say. That that seems like a reliable source. Put the qualifier on that. Uh, DQ, can you find out um, for me real quick while we're we're talking about this, why a man got stuck in a vase? Just Sounds like a Winnie the Pooh situation. (laughs) Well, he got stuck the other way. Like, he was feet first in the vase. Like, feet or foot? And and. Oh, uh, bother. Just, if you wouldn't mind just doing the research <laughs> on that you. for me. Um, God, it's a great a great thrill of my life to make DQ laugh. I have to tell you. It's very is, good. Is, I, I like this it. This is the peak of your Making life. Making you laugh is the top. Because I've made you almost fall out of that chair That's a couple times. True. And I'm very uh, that makes me very happy. Also, um, I'm getting reports that Ty said something stupid this morning. I don't want to say it because I don't want to misquote it. Well, good Lord. What else is it? It well, was Tuesday. This, well, this reading he, the text, this one is threat- a bad yeah, this one. This one. is a big one. He threatened bodily uh, harm to someone. And I'd like to make sure well, that Well, to something. Inform- something. something. A living like, creature. I would like to get the information <laughs> correct before we proceed with that. Right. So I need Vase Boy and I need t- the thing with Ty figured out. Yeah. Somebody can give me some context. That would be helpful. Yeah. You know, we're in this new world now. If he actually did that and they mm-hmm. taped it, like, he wouldn't have to apologize no, anymore. No, he wouldn't. He just said, I'd do it again. Well, I asked him directly because I believe in going straight to the source and not dealing with low-level messengers. And he <laughs> says, though the audio doesn't exist, I didn't say it, which means you said it. Yeah, listen. Like, if you're going out of your way to delete stuff, then you did it. Right. You know you did right. it. Because otherwise, why would you tamper with the recording? You know? I mean, why did Nixon take those 18 minutes out of that tape? We know why. Because he said it. Because there was stuff on there that he didn't want ever to be heard again. You know, he's threatening to kill a Dick Cavett or whatever he did on there. I don't know. I mean, of course, something bad happened. He oh, wasn't boy. He wasn't on the toilet. For, I mean, that, that, there's a reason they took that out of there. All right. Oh, boy. What happened there? Now, what he did. Yeah. All right, Deke, you get me some information on Vase Boy. Okay, so I don't. Oh, he did apologize? Who? Ty. Ty, they said. said he had to apologize later in the show. <laughs> See, that's the wrong move. In today's media climate, you double down. Say, so you know what? Instead of uh, for the split, I'd kill two of them huh. if we won both games. That's what you do. Has he learned nothing from the McAfee show? I mean, seriously. This right. is the way now. DQ, give me Vase Boy. What, yeah, Vase Boy. I'm I, I want to know about this person that got stuck in a vase. 
Okay, so he was drunk at a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> Solid. And it's <laughs> that, just someone tweeted out that we have a man stuck in a decorative urn. So I don't know if it was a real urn. I think just it was just a what, big what would base. It, I mean, you mean there's not ashes in it? I don't think so. It was just a big urn. I don't or think vase. so. What's I the think. Difference? What is the difference between an urn and a vase? Size. Well, this one is giant. Yeah, he like, like you go. We got a kid in there. I only saw the the stills of it, but this guy like climbed into the vase and got stuck. And then they had to crack it to get him out. I bet that was expensive. That vase could be worth it. You know, there was this place uh, in um, in Jacksonville, Unique Furniture, and it was real cool. They had this um, little kid in their commercial that was in a big vase, and he was like, say, you know, come to Unique Furniture or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's my only experience with a human being <laughs> in a vase. So the vase was $3,000. Oh, well. All what right. do you bet the host of the party didn't invite that guy? Like, he came with somebody else that was invited. He went Meghan Markle. Is that what it is? Well, that Meghan what? showed up at uh, Colin Joseph and Scarlett. God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Listen to me. Uh, went to what happened co- to your life? Uh, really? What What the hell happened? What happened yeah. to your life? Uh, Are uh, you Meghan- dating someone? No. That's the only reason you would know this information. No. <laughs> no. No. No, I'm good. Thank you. No, she, uh, Meghan Markle showed up uninvited to Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson's Christmas party. And they threw her out. They bounced her. They really yeah, did. The Duchess of Sussex kept bounced. I don't think she is anymore. The Duchess. Yeah. The ex She's just Meghan Markle okay. suits now. Yeah, here's a great question. Uh, couldn't he just stand up and get out of the vase? Apparently not. He got like... I'm sure his hips were stuck. Yeah. I th- I'm guessing. Man. This is when people uh, make that old joke. Well, I remember my first beer, too. <laughs> That's a classic. That's a I, classic. I, one. I, I saw I've, I, there's there's a video of it, and I didn't really watch the video, but then I started like looking at. And there was a dude stuck in a vase, and they they had to crack the thing open to get him out. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there were children listening this morning, and they yeah, were uh, they were they were saddened by uh, what they heard from the uh, from the uh, from just the local idiot on the uh, <laughs> under from the radio show. <laughs> oh man! Hey, listen. None of this is scripted. We're just flying by the seat yep. of our pants That's all here. We're doing. Crap's gonna happen. That's the way it goes, right? I uh I think he was just trying to talk bleep and uh it, it went wrong. So I mean, I don't know. That's what happens sometimes. Hmm. Bob and Branson points out that Meghan Markle also uh showed up uninvited to the Royal Palace. Also true. Did they try butter before they broke the urn vase? <laughs> or vase urn. I think they pretty much tried everything before they had to crack it. Baby oil. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, a Pam spray. That's good. Yeah, you know, that, that works. Nonstick. Yeah. Oh. I can't believe it's not butter. They could have tried that. I don't know. 10W30. They something with high viscosity. WD40 in there. Just, yeah. And, see, the way you get him out is you grease the uh, the edge of it, and then you just have him turn like a screw. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Lefty Lucy. Right. Make him turn Lefty Lucy, right. counterclockwise. Man, I've right? been stuck in stuff tougher than a vase. <laughs> 
Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Picture this, a cold winter's night and suddenly no heat. That's exactly what happened to us. But when we called Pasco Air Plumbing and Electric, they were right there. Their pros didn't just fix our heating. They brought back our home's warmth and comfort in no time. Even when our water heater started leaking, Pascal was the first name we thought of. Quick, professional, and so understanding. With Pascal's flexible payment options, we didn't have to worry about a big expense all at once. Now our home is comfortable and so is our budget. Schedule now at gopascal.com. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. So this is like a little, like a little, like treasure, like an a little exclusive, a little. Well, it, it was on our air last night, but I don't uh, know how many people okay. were paying attention during the game. But uh, I have it, we have it, and we can talk about it here because what happened is, doggone it, um, Musselman went and uh, told the truth again. I know, I know. Okay, he did. He did. I'm going to play this, and then we're going to react to it. Let me find this thing. It's a minute. Is that okay? Yeah, are, we, sure. are we cool with that? Absolutely. It's a minute. You don't have to talk. Can I sell it to you that way? Yes. Okay. Listen to Musselman last night. It was during the Q&A okay. at Sassy's, and he was asked about the portal or something, something portal-related. And um, so he didn't just bring this up on his own, but he was asked about this, and listen to this answer. I thought this was interesting. I do know that moving forward, number one requirement with any player above their stats, above anything is going to be toughness. Um, that's going to be a non-negotiable uh, moving forward. Um, having defense as a high priority is going to be overscoring. Um, you know, I think in the last couple of years, we were really heavy on uh, getting defensive-minded players and toughness. And uh, we, we thought we had to become better offensively. We probably have some better offensive uh, production. Um, but we've lost a little of that identity, and we're going to get it back. When we get it back, I don't know. Uh, but you ask about portal moving forward, um, and then we're going to recruit as many guys 6'6 six, six to 6'8 six, and get back to um, the size that we had with the D.C. Tony, uh, Jimmy Witt, uh, and those type of players that are multi-positional. Okay. Thoughts? Well, <laughs> the first thing that stands out to me, obviously, is that when you are going to recruit toughness, you're saying this team isn't tough. Like, we're yeah. not saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. saying that. So okay? he recruited players that he thought were defensive-minded. Well, I thought... They whiffed on that. I thought that this time around... They were leaning more offensive-minded, and that has so far um, not 
worked out but now to his liking. You're, you're saying out loud that, and we appreciate it, but you're saying out loud, hey, uh, I'm already thinking about next year's team. That's another thing. By the way, audio courtesy of Learfield. Thank you very Thank you. much. Um, yes, there are 17 games left in the regular season, and it sounds like he's punting just a little bit. Now, okay. I will say this. He's earned a mulligan. If any coach over there, other than Dave, has earned a mulligan, it's him because of what they've done in the NCAA tournament. So if this is a clinker, uh, it's a clinker. Okay. It's not like there's going to be any uh, this hot seat or any of this nonsense. He's just going to wipe the slate clean and bring 13 more guys again, in yeah. next year. But um, it's really odd on the what was then the 8th day of January – for, now he was asked about this. They didn't bring this up, so it's a um, you know that this is the question that prompted this response. But boy, that sounded like uh, there's not a lot of optimism for what's going. I don't on. know, if it, but I think it's a, it may not be it may not be lack of optimism, but I think it's a realization that this team is flawed. They're not the players that they sort of envisioned. But you recruited a bunch of guys to do the exact same thing, and I, I was always told and and have been told by coaches you've got to have players that do different things. That's the key to like mixing and matching your lineup. You know, you got guys that are low post defenders. You got guys that are low post scorers. You got guys that are, you know, outside shooters, inside, whatever. And I don't know where, I don't, how do I put this nicely? I don't know where this magic switch that you're just going to flip that you, I mean, you've been practicing since the summer. Mm -hmm. You can't just scrap everything you've done. This so, is what it is. So like, when did he, when do you think he found out? Like, he, did, I, he can't have found out in games like we did. No, like, they, he had to find out sooner, They were right? getting broken down by UNC Greensboro, Greensboro. I mean, just broken down right. um, defensively. And and he said it, you know, since the beginning, that they're not great defensively. Now, they had a good outing against Duke. That was a young Duke team that, you know, I, I mean, watching them. I watched them the other night. They're they're fine. Um, that's not a, that's not a, a normal Duke-style team. But they have been routinely just broken down on defense. And uh, and I think Saturday was kind of like rock bottom. And let's hope it is because if once you hit rock bottom, you start going back up. And I don't know. I, I just listening to that, you can tell that this is not what he envisioned. This is not even close. We've, we've to heard what he that envisioned. for. I've heard that for a couple of weeks. It's it seemed like he's alluded to that. Um, okay. But so here's the thing that I come back to though that eventually um, is going to be noticed by more people than just me. He built this. Mm -hmm. Like yep. he didn't inherit right. this. These are all your people. So you know, when you're talking about the blame game, the first place you got to look is in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. Yep. I mean, you you ran off like a hacker well, brings up Darian Ford. He ran him off. Well, he could have helped plug the middle. We don't. We don't know both sides of that that situation. We don't know what Darian Ford was, could have been, how he was in the locker room, how he dealt with the team. We don't know any of that. So to say you ran off a guy. Yeah, uh, coaches don't run off great players. They learn to live with them. They deal with them. This, you know, Darian Ford, I don't know. Is Darian Ford a great player? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, we'll find out. But I think he has I, He has this vision in his head that he's going to put five Anthony Blacks out there, Jordan Walsh, those type of guys, and we're just going to go. Now, the, the problem is those guys are unicorns. Those are NBA guys. And right now, there are no Anthony Blacks on this roster. There are no Jordan Walshes. There's not a Nick Smith. I mean, there's there's a bunch of guys who have specialties. 
and those specialties right now are not meshing. And that's why some of this looks really bad at times. Mm. And I don't know what the fix is. I don't have any idea, but I know what I see. And I see a team that's that's struggling on offense. And, I mean, you know this. When I mean, if in your work life, your regular life, when you get frustrated, what happens? Things start to spiral a little bit. That may be, that may be so, kind of where they are. We had uh, Austin texted on the McClarty Daniel hotline. And um, he said, um, flagpole waving in the wind rang the bell through the entire statement. Talking about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every time he said something. We're going to recruit toughness. Ding. Non-negotiable. Ding. I like yeah, that. I, I like that. I mean, look. Words are cheap. Deeds are, are what matter. Well, and, well, uh, now, like, well, uh, here's another thing that's happened here, Zach. Is, like, now, like, he's. Here's the psychology at play here. All right. So, now, like, he's the bad guy. So, one of two things is going to happen. Either this team is going to be like, we'll bleep him. We'll show him. Right. Or, or they're going to quit on it. Yep. That's what's going to happen now. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. They're going to be yeah. like, yeah, he's right. Or they're going to be well, like, bull crap, I'll what, show what you. What do we know? This? Uh, you know, in, in, use a horse racing analogy. I mean, sometimes you don't have to whip the horse. You, you know, you just let the horse run. And maybe that, maybe you maybe pull back a little bit and let them sort of evolve. But it seems like the more things spiral, the more he clamps down. And I'm just talking about this from like a manager's standpoint. Like if DQ's messing up at work, I'm not going to clamp down on her because her personality is give her room, explain what we need, she'll get it done. I know that. But, you know, he just seems to clamp down and clamp down. Hey, we're going to put the vests on. We're going to do this. It seems like, you know, we're constantly whipping the horse. Maybe you pull back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, that was I. That was uh, something. And, um, again, that was uh, on his coach's show last night when he was asked about the uh, the portal. And um, doesn't it sound like next year's team is going to score 50 Man, points Man, it sounds like game? they're going to be great. I, I'm but they're going to give up 45. So, I mean, that's uh, that's winning. That's a winning uh, approach there. Well, that's, that's I mean, the way you look at last year. I mean, he had the, the freshmen were a headache for him. And you could tell towards the end of the year he didn't want anything to do with that. So he went and he, he went in the other direction. You know, there's a, there's a happy blend there somewhere where you've got, yeah. you know, the young guys that are, are spark plugs for you. And then you've got the older guys but, that are, are, are veteran guys who can kind of keep that even keel. But he, um, he's really, he seems really reticent to play young players. Like, uh, fair. Like, uh, let's see here. Like, uh, you know, blocker never plays, uh, Bayfall never plays. Uh, these Bayfall's are, a project. Uh, Minifield's a sophomore. He, he just started playing. Uh, Brazil's, you know, he's a sophomore, but it's his third year, uh, a red shirt. Um, he just like, he, he is more quick. He is quicker to, um, like the least is shorter. If they mess up, you know, you, you disappear for two weeks or whatever, you know, but I mean, but, but well, that guy, an look, older guy, misses look what up. he did to Nick Smith last year. Nick Smith was a guy that was playing minutes and he had the, you know, the whole injury thing when he came back. You know, he he had that game against Texas A and M, where where it was like they they shut him off in the second half, and he was playing you know minor minutes until the uh, the game against Auburn in the uh, in the SEC tournament. He doesn't have a great history with the freshmen. I mean, he, I, Blocker's on an island. I don't know why. L. Ellis is also on an island. These guys were early season guys you were kind of leaning on, and now all of a sudden they can't get any time whatsoever. And I'm sure there's a reason. We just don't know what that reason is. Um, I don't. I don't know. I I look down this roster and it's just like, who can you turn to? 
that's going to give you minutes, quality minutes, who's going to put points up, who can give you 15 and 7 yeah. consistently? I thought that guy was Traymond Mark, but since he you know hit the floor down in the Bahamas, he just hadn't been the same guy. He may still be struggling with an injury, and that's incredibly possible. Craig and Elkins with a correction on the McClarty hotline. It was right knee management. Excuse me. Sorry. Please get Sorry, that my bad. right. My, my bad. Right knee management. We invented that here. Did, yeah. Sure and then, uh, he I'm stopped. sure that every time we mention it, we'll get a Mr. Kraft. And then he stopped getting paid, and then there was a little uh, dust up, and then that all worked out, and he came back. So that's, uh, that's what happened there. All right. Uh, 12 minutes after the uh, hour here on Ruskin and Zach, 866-285-4005. And that's how you can... Uh, Reach out to us on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Uh, Groovy says he found out in the Bahamas what this team was uh, made of or not made of at that point. Really? Yeah. JT says he's calling the but, team now, soft. Now, now, hang on a second. The Bahamas, they beat a Stanford team, which whooped Arizona, and then lost to two really good teams in North Carolina and Memphis. I don't know that that proved anything. Uh, the game for me still is UNC Greensboro, and it was the way they just broke them down. I mean, they were getting beat on basic stuff, and then Greensboro made them pay. Now, you you were right on this. I mean, you, you dove into, into the book. Greensboro's a good team. They're picked to win their league. That was a that was going to be a tough matchup. But then, then they go and they handle their business against a team like Wilmington. And you're like, yeah, all right. But I think they, they sometimes feel like they can just roll the ball out there. They're more athletic, and we know in this league they're not. But they feel like they can roll the ball out there, do their thing, and they're going to come out victorious. And, and it's the uh, it, it's part of that. Part of that to me is the uh, the isolation of this place. Um, again, everybody, you walk around every. Well, I mean, not this week, but generally, you walk around and everybody is uh, telling you how great you are. Well, that's going to mess with people. It, it, that's going to mess with certain people. Some people can block it out and, and not not buy into their own hype, but uh, some people can't. And when you're just in this. You know, in this bubble here, all the time, you have no idea what's going on out there with the rest of these teams, and you have well, no idea how good you have to be well, to actually. They may not, but Musselman is. I mean, Jimmy's told me this over and over and over again. The amount of preparation that they put in, as far as analytics go, not just their own, but the team that they're getting ready to play is is more than most teams do. And and this goes back to my point, which is maybe you just release that a little bit, release some of that pressure, let them go play. You know, Nolan's big thing was, man, my five are on the floor. Let's go. His guys knew what to do. It wasn't an overly complex offensive system, but he just let him go. He got his, got guys to the spots where they would be effective. And I don't know, you know, Musk knows this better than all of us, where these guys are most effective, shooting the ball, you know, what, what they can do. Two guys that got to get going right now. Mark's got to get going, and Brazil's got to get going. Those two guys are the guys you, you were leaning on. These are the guys you were depending on. And if they're not if they're not living up to that, man, you got to find somebody who can. You can't just sit there and because t- the clock's ticking at this point. You're, you're, I mean, you're you're teetering here, nine and five, and you can't afford any more bad losses. You can't afford to just sit and wait for them to get going. No. Somebody's got to light a fire under somebody's ass and get moving. No. And you know, it, it, I mean, I hate to quote my coach on this, but sometimes you know, you walk in, and you just go, man, let's go, just go kick their ass. And I mean, seriously, it may be that simple. And just, just you're better. Go play. Go play the game you know you've been playing your entire life. Well, I don't know. God, I've got a headache from hell talking about this basketball. Because it's there. I think you can work with Menafield. I really do. He's exactly what you want. He's what Muss has never had. A true point guard. 
Now you just need Isaiah Joe. <laughs> and you need Jalen Williams. You got to find those two guys. And, you know, you could use uh, Mason Jones and, uh, you know. Yeah, that would help too. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would really help. A JD Note would be nice. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah right. Get an all-star team together. Maybe that's the answer here. Yeah, Justin Mountain says yeah, Brazil and, and Mark look like they're timid. Yeah, well, I mean, Trayvon Mark hit the ground hard. Dude left the Bahamas in a wheelchair. I get it. You know, Brazil, I mean, he's got the knee thing. You know, maybe he's not 100% yet. You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. Okay, the point of this? We're pig. But if we knew that, I mean, come on. We don't know. We have the keys to the universe. We don't know. Not a clue. All right, before I do this basketball thing, I want to get into this. Because uh, we have to get into this because, uh, well, we teased, we talked about it in the, never mind. Um, Here's the headline for you. Gen Z job seekers are bringing mom and dad to interviews. And it's turning off employers. DQ, (laughs) these are your people. I've never heard of this. Employers are going to great lengths to avoid hiring fresh college graduates and are instead trying to win over older professionals with more benefits and higher salaries, according a to a survey. Yes. Are they pro- are they just driving them to the interview, or are they actually sitting in on the interview? Well, this is all a part of a survey here. They talked to 800 managers, directors, and executives involved in hiring in December. 39% of the employers... So they avoid hiring college graduates for positions they are were eligible for in favor of older candidates. Um, the survey suggested employers were favoring older workers, partly because young professionals weren't making a great impression on hiring managers. More than half of the employers said young recruits don't make eye contact, and 50% said they ask for unreasonable compensation. Wow. <laughs> Almost half said they showed up in inappropriate attire. And nearly 20% said they brought a parent to the job interview. <laughs> wow. So they go in there wow. with, with, with dad. And like, All right. Uh, starting out, I don't know, 250000 and uh, you know, a, a two-month vacation. Well, that's we'll D- get back to that's you. That's what DQ asked for. That's what she got, too. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. It's weird. <laughs> and they're wearing like a... Uh, they're, in their pajama They're wearing pants a Nelson T-shirt, right? <laughs> pajama pants, Crocs, and a hoodie. Right. And every time you ask them a question, they look at their mom, and their mom responds, "Oh, <sighs> oh man." Young professionals also appear to have a reputation for being difficult to work with. Nearly, nearly two thirds of employers said they thought recent college graduates were entitled and frequently unable to handle their workload. At least 58% say they would get offended too easily and were unprepared for the workforce. Uh. (laughs) 
See, we lucked out with DQ. Yeah, we we got one of the good gin right. seers here. Right. Not one of the ones that's uh, <laughs> calling it. Like, we, we could have hired somebody that would have called in today because of the weather. Well, we had someone who called in because it was. And going, called in for Friday, just right. in case. Just in case. Now, it was, I mean, just in case the weather was going to turn nasty. <laughs> that's right. So, again, there's like a. Something's missing here with um, people. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something wrong. My theory is that um, there were too much. There was too much helicopter parenting, mm. and for me, a geriatric millennial, I was raised by the television, so I was left more to like figure stuff out as opposed to have everything done for me. Let's go to our Gen Z correspondent uh, DQ. Um, what have you noticed that's wrong with your generation? I don't know. Do you think you'd take your dad to a uh, a job interview? I sure would like to. Really? But I know that would be wrong. That would be absolutely 100% wrong. I would want wrong. to take my mom and dad everywhere I go with me. Oh, okay. You know what's, you know what's, this is Zach's, this is Gen X's fault. It is. Y'all raised some dumb kids. Our kids are stupid. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about it. Our kids are That's idiots. What happened here? They're, they're absolutely, and we passed it on to you guys. <laughs> and then, uh, um, you know, the, I, I I don't know. I don't know how we're going to get through this next 25 years. Because these people are going to be in charge soon. Because, like, growing up in the 2000s, like, you were, like, you didn't have to do anything. It was all done for you. In the 90s, like, people left us alone, and we just had to figure stuff out, you know, and, and turn the TV on, and, you know, the, there oh you go. Gosh. That's our, how it works. Our parents threw food on the ground. It's the best of luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back at 8. Like, I was raised by television. Mr. Rogers is like my uh, surrogate uncle. I mean, I, I really believe that. And, um, you know, I don't know. Something's missing, though. Like, there's a, there's a, something missing here. There's a they, gap of some kind. Well, there's a, and I'm not speaking for all of them because DQ is obviously an exception to this, but there is a, um, a lack of real world awareness. Well, it's not a, if it's not on the phone, then you're right. This, this is where exist. I am. I, you know, on my presidential platform, I will have authorized all Gen Xers to go punch. You know Gen what I Zers think you should face. do? I know. Here's what you should add to your platform. Mm. Um, at eight o'clock at night, every night, none of the phones work anymore, and mm. everybody's off of them. There you go. Now the TVs still work, but not the phones. How about this? Okay. I authorize all the Gen Xers to go punch the Gen Zers in the <laughs> face and take their phone. <laughs> And then when they're adults, they can come get them back. Right. Just thinking out loud. Right. Oh, here's a great point on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, actually. American Gladiators was a good educational yeah, right. show. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I learned what a pugil stick was. Those big right. big uh, Q-tip things that they fought with. DQ, when, did you, when was your first job? This one. This was your first job? Yep. Really? When was your first job? Besides my parents' fireworks. No. When no. I was 15, I started doing the uh, like the little broadcasting the little kids' uh, okay, ball, basketball games. Doesn't count. No, no. no I'm, th- I'm talking like part real part time job, like out in the workforce. When I was 15, I started doing uh, like uh, the the youth kids like basketball games, like calling them on on the local station. And then that summer, I ran uh, master control for the okay. Cardinal games. All right. So 15, 16, that's when I, I was 14 when I got my first job. Yeah. I was a freshman in high school. Got got a job, worked, you know, like six to nine every night right after practice. Shower, had to, had to work for three hours a night. No. Yep. Yep. The idea of me, the, the mere suggestion that my daughter is going to get a job, and she will 
at 15 is just horrific to her. Yeah. What? What? I'm like, that's right. The gravy train is yes, being discontinued. Exactly. You, the, you got you got six years left. And you know what I did? Like I, uh, you know, I uh, I got a uh, I got a new uh, stereo on that truck. Mm-hmm. I got gas. Right. I got CDs. Right. I mean, I, 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 you know, that's it. I don't know if I. I don't think I paid for anything though, like phone or insurance. No, or well, anything. I mean, there's certain things a parent you know should be responsible for, but. Right. But I had a vehicle and it got me to work. It's not about it's not about how much money you're making. It's about the responsibility held within. Now you've got now you have a boss. Now you have a supervisor. All of these things that a lot of these kids now don't have. Huh. Huh. Yeah, and you know, uh, I, I, again, this again sounds like two old men yelling it does. at the clouds. It, it really does. But like, when's the last? I, there are there aren't a lot of people that will do, and I learned my lesson about this, but. Like I would see um uh the the guy, you know, switching the cardinal game. I'm like, how do you do that? And then I learned how to do it, and then eventually they had me do it. Like how many people, if they get one of these uh, you know, crappy jobs, they do that crappy job and then they leave and they have no interest in moving up at that mm-hmm. at place in any way, shape, or form. They just want to do their part, keep their earbuds in, and is this Actually, that's it. I take that back. My first job, I was twelve. I was Kinsey's age. That's I, illegal. I was, no, I delivered newspapers. Delivered the Milwaukee Sentinel. Okay, that might be legal. I delivered the Mikey, Milwaukee Sentinel on my bike in the winter in Wisconsin. Yeah. Still did it. Yeah. But, of course, we don't I think I made five fifteen an hour, I think. Something I think like that's that. right. I think that's right. I, you but, know, somebody, yeah. That's somebody just said, did. well, what's the perfect job for I don't know. Something that teaches them any – and all they have to learn is punctuality, responsibility, you know, chain of command. Just teach them basic work principles. A lot of these kids now just aren't prepared for the workforce. Well, Hell, I'm not prepared for the workforce. <laughs> that's right. That's why we I mean, do I've, this. But I've been employed for, since I was 14. Yeah, 36 no, years. I have. Uh, yeah. I, I got to love my streak. Yeah. I quit um, my senior year. I didn't want to do any uh, work. So I just stopped doing the, the, the part-time TV thing. But, I mean, I've worked. Uh, I, I did it before then, and then. I get up here and, you know, I worked summers back there. Uh, I worked here starting in uh, 03 on the morning show on the TV station, making six fifty an hour or whatever it was. I mean, that's like I've had a I have a friend of mine and she has her son is a senior. And like I had a rule at 18 when the minute you graduated high school, you were either working or in school. We were doing one of those two things. We were not just sitting, sitting around. Like, I was telling her this, and she was absolutely mortified. What do you mean? You kick your kids out? I'm like, hell yeah, I would. Absolutely. 18. Start talking to them at 15. Hey, 18 years old, you're either in school or you're working. One or the other. Both, preferably. Welcome to life. It's time to adult. Yeah. I don't. How about that? You know, I'd love to take my dad to a job interview. I think that'd be fun. You should. I really should. You should. I know a place is hiring. You should take him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Your uh, drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on uh, on Ruskin and Zach. Uh, let's see here. Not, um, again, I mean, people are telling us, you know, they were bailing. I'm not talking about, like, manual labor. They, that I'm just talking about the responsibility, having to be somewhere to on time and show up and do your job. I, that That's it's like step one. Did I ever tell tell you about the time that uh, uh, I screwed up the the TV job down there? Did I ever talk about this? 
No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so it was a uh, it was a Cersei baseball game, and the way it worked was um, they just made this like five hundred foot cord because they put the camera in the outfield and they put the announcer in the box. Right, we had no way to talk, but they did. So there's rain, and so the game gets called off or whatever. So I'm ramp. What I did was I put the tape of the game in the front pouch of my uh, of my pullover. And then I started like breaking down all the stuff. Well, the tape got drenched. I was out in the rain for like 30 Solid minutes. Solid work. <laughs> the tape got ruined because mm-hmm. I put it in my front pocket the whole time. Uh, DQ, they weren't happy with me. Uh, about Dr. That. K would like to know he's a 10, but he's 22, never had a job. Wow. Is he really rich? Wow. <laughs> really? DQ, what happened like to ne- you? Like Nepo baby ha- rich? What happened at the, the gallows? The truth comes out. What what happened at the gallows? Because something, you've been a very different person since you went to the gallows. <laughs> just kidding. It's like the, I, I feel like you had like one of those alien encounters and we've gotten a different person back. Nope. No? Okay. Oh, like, uh, like like at the mall? Like close encounters of the third oh. kind type stuff. Were they, uh, were they flashing lights and, um, and, uh, and, yeah, here you go. Tanner from Arkadelphia, home of the Badgers. There you go, Tanner. He said, uh, my, my dad said at 18 it was work, school, or the military. <laughs> there you go. No, that those are your options. Right. Work, yeah. school, the military. Right. Well, that, those are your choices. Well, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I'm really interested to see in 20 years when these people are in charge, if they're still like this or if they actually, like, conform to the rest the way that the rest of this you know works. one of these kids gonna be one of one of dq's generations gonna be like i don't want to run for president because it's not a zoom job well i don't I actually want to have to go to work we're, we're already having a hard time uh, oh we can't find people to run for office be officials in sports um well okay the to, offic- to, to, to pick up the trash like we can't find the people the officials to do thing i get well, that's, there that, is not. They're overworked. And you should, man. That should be a prison sentence. You have to be an official. You want to straighten people out? Go let a bunch of Karens yell at you for forty-five minutes to an hour. And huh. here's the thing about officiating: the lower the um, classification of game, JV, junior high, yeah. little kids, the worse the parents are. Dude. They're so bad. Dude. I hear the worst things. At our, at our JV games that I do at the varsity. I go to seventh grade games every week. Trust me. You hear some stuff and you're just like, it's seventh grade, man. Like, Settle down. That ref is wearing wind pants. He's not real. Like, well, you can't <laughs> yell at him. What do you want? That's not Doug Shows out there. I mean, God, last <laughs> week, we're, we're at a game. Woman, um, a girl fouls uh, one of our girls down low. Her mother screams from the, from the stands, that's okay, baby. You don't have to listen to him. And I just went, what? Well, I mean, he is kind of in charge of he's, this game right really now. He's really kind of in charge of it. And uh, you may not have to listen to him, but over in the scorebook, you have another personal that, foul right now. Right. That's and that's what we're going by. <laughs> I, I honestly think I think if you get you know convicted of a minor crime instead of like community service, you shouldn't have to referee games. And just let well, these there has yell been at you. there has been some. Um, well, that one guy went viral um, uh, like a year or two ago. Where he quit in the middle of the game. It's like, you want to do this? Yeah. Get here. Yeah. Here you go. It's not worth the 45 bucks. <laughs> That's right. Have at it. <laughs> I hear some of y'all. I really do. I, I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I've never seen, and maybe this will never happen. I've never seen at one of these like JV games, 
Like I've never seen any parents like go on the floor yet. I haven't seen that happen. Oh, now I have. Oh, you have. Yeah, oh, that no. happened. Oh. That happened last year. Oh, we no. had a we had a parent come down the. You know, I mean, right in front of where we do it. She was sitting right in front of me, and um, mom got mad because one of her girls got got. I mean, she got fouled hard. And she came down the steps and like was coming onto the floor oh, good when the administration got her. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this tonight. <laughs> and then everybody else got their phone. Oh, oh great. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. this is going to be huge. To which I went, well, let's take a quick break. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> but yeah, they, I mean, people, uh, you know, they, they're out here playing four-minute running quarters, and they yeah. expect Bennett Salvatore right. to be the official out there. I mean, come Just on. Settle you down. you got to understand this. And, of course, the the other thing that makes me laugh is, of course, the guy making 20 bucks to ref this <laughs> game is very vested in who wins. Oh, absolutely. So he is, of course, ripping your team off he's, to support the no, other no, team. He's got, he's got a little side hustle going on. He's, you know, just, he's your local bookie. Let me you tell know. you something. Some of these guys are being paid in Arby's coupons. They do not care about the outcome of this game. They, they, it is not personal. They, they, don't, they don't have Ramey plus four. That's okay. <laughs> they don't. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.